Oh, wow. That, that's just uh, one of those beautiful songs, uh, freshly ground. Uh, they back, they back, and uh, they say Zulu Lounge, and uh, we are going to be talking about Zulu weddings. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and uh, we in studio with us uh, is Gogo Dinewo Dlanzi uh, from the Institute of Spiritual Healing. Um, she's a resident traditional healer uh, for uh, one of the breakfast shows here at the SABC, and uh, she's an African spiritual Spiritualist and uh, mother of four, um, <laughs> biological and uh, mother of uh, so many. Togoza, 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 Now, when we talk about weddings um, in an African context, what happens? Yeah, I want to say, we, you know, I always like to say African because as South Africans, we quickly forget our association to the continent. Oh, absolutely. You know, we yeah. kind of see And, and by the way, yeah. this particular radio station, uh, we reach uh, from Swaziland yeah. to Lesotho. Yeah. yeah. So maybe we'll speak about Southern Africa because that's the context I understand much better than sure. other contexts. Um, you know, wedding is a celebration and mm. people tend to focus on the celebration and not on the marriage. But in, in African context, when two people decide to come together um, and commit to each other and build a life together, it's not about just the two of them. It's about bringing aspects of themselves that the lives that they lived, you know, before they wanted to just have a life of their own. So mm-hmm. what it means is that it's a bringing of two families together. And that's very crucial in Southern Africa because we, we recognize that we build systems, you know, and it's not about individuals. So it's not about just the merit couples but it's about them and their own families Mm -hmm. and it's about the community in which they're marrying into so that's where the role of um, rituals come into part because what the rituals do is to help us transition into that because marriage is a big thing for somebody so you you require things to be performed in order for you to transition from a life of just Dineo alone and Dineo with her own family to now Dineo and X and X and their own family and how can we then align in order for us to have a healthy marriage onwards so that's that's what it's about and in a wedding it's then when we celebrate you know uh, what we've agreed we want to bring together Mm. and invite a bigger community to come celebrate and come bear witness to this newfound union. So where do we start? So it starts yeah, before Shela. Lola, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, there's the there's the Shela part, the dating process that happens. And then there has to be it's important to have a conversation with your partner because prior to the Lobola negotiations, because people always believe like Lobola is only about the money or the payment, which is transactional. But mm-hmm. you know, Lobola is far more than that. It's about getting to know each other because also the families are getting to know each other. You know, the uncles and the aunts that are part of the negotiations get to suss out, you know, where they you know where where, where this relationship is going. So they're also kind of dating in the Lobola mm-hmm. process because they're getting to know the, that other side of the family, their values, their principles. So, so when you date, you don't date alone. The family is also part of the dating. No, when you do the Lobola part uh-huh. because people think that it's just about speaking about uh, the money element, but yeah. it's about speaking about so much. Something as simple as we have raised a well-behaved son or a well-behaved daughter 
what that means it tells you some of the principles and the values of that family so mm. if the family starts saying and when we start to speak about the celebration itself it also starts to give you an insight of the type of family going into so if they start saying that it's very important that once this is done uh, when we welcome the groom or the bride or when we welcome each other we have to slaughter that already tells you what type of family you're walking mm-hmm. into because those are the pe- you know the family that respects that we have to perform rituals and African rituals therefore so that's why I say that because the lobola is not a once off that's why you don't pay your lobola in cash you paid in terms because in those other conversations also happen to strengthen the family relationships and to strengthen the family bonds but now what do you say to guys who would say I'm, I'm so proud I paid all the lobola and I finished because people tend to believe it's about the transactional element. It's hmm. not about the money. The money, uh, you know, the money is just an acknowledgement of we acknowledge that you're bringing us a gift, you know. And mm-hmm. I, I want us to be careful because we live in a society where we don't conform anymore to, you know, um, gender stereotyping, to, you know, uh, um, sexuality orientation issues. We are quite diverse. So if I say, you know, women and men, the assumption is that Lobola is only meant for women and mm. men because what happens to people who are in a same-sex relationship? Yeah. Those so things, Mizi has to be yes, Lobola you know, in this instance. Um, yes. Yeah. Well, he said he doesn't want the Lobola process. And I understand uh, because people always believe it's about power over the other. Yeah, yeah. But it's not about that. Like I said, because that very same system that negotiates the Lobola. It's the system in which will offer support should mm. things get difficult in the marriage because mm. it's a very big commitment. And, you know, people don't also understand, and I wish we could have schools where, because we used to have schools as Africans where a woman would go and be and be taught and it's not about the functions of being a woman mm. but how do you carry yourself because you are now coming out of, you know, um, you know, a uh, teenagehood and getting into adulthood and you have to be in a particular way in order for you to to be an adult in this relationship so yeah. what does it mean so the schooling would happen then and then it would happen as well you know once the lobola is happening and also past the, their own wedding but to lie you know but uh, are you able to co- in consult with the ancestors mm. um, if you've seen somebody and you believe that uh, this might be your soulmate yeah can you confirm this yeah and we should also also know we have many soulmates but we have you know you don't have uh, many no, life partners no, 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 no. yes Rewind. yes <laughs> yes because when we speak about soulmates we, we speak about you know people that are brought into our lives to help us grow Okay. That's what soulmates. So you can have a soulmate in a friend, in a colleague. It's those deep connections when you are in conversations or in connection with those people, something awakens in you. Okay. You know, and some of those soulmate relationships don't necessarily to be intimate. Okay. You know, but because it's so deep, some of us rush into the intimacy and that's where the pain arises because it was not intended for the intimacy. You know, intimacy is with your life partner. So that that that's 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 the, the the difference. So some people do do that, and I you know for me at some level it is advisable because you also want to see if you are spiritually compatible. Yeah. Because sometimes we marry people you know for who they are in the outside. Because remember we are also spiritual beings, and you realize there's a huge spiritual incompatibility, and that's why people start to experience a lot of difficulties in the marriages that they're in because something was not aligned. And it doesn't mean if you are incompatible, you'll never be compatible because mm-hmm. you can find out that I want to marry into this family but this family has you know ancestral deaths or family pathologies that if I go into them into that family I inherit them so by finding out prior to signing up for it we can decide what do we want to do about it what are the things we need to do to really start to recorrect so when I'm coming into that family I'm not carrying ancestral debt 
is it is it possible then that uh, when the ancestral debt is not fully paid attention to yeah. that it becomes a case yes, for the relationship it does because you find some people that they get married and their own parents were never married so you know what Ooh. surname are you using and which surname are you going to carry forward so those create you know they they create um um, havoc in in marriages, or you find that you know somebody killed somebody in your family, and you are you've inherited their name, mm-hmm. you know. So mm-hmm. does that mean, or they killed their wife? Those things are real, you know. Whether we believe in these things or not, but they do exist. And I think like some of the the issues and the predicaments we're facing in relationships is because we are not taught to actually pace ourselves. Mm-hmm. We are actually all you know, raised to want to be married because it's a it's a very important status to carry in society. And my advice is to always say, we don't live in a world where we are conforming to just old ways of, of beings. We need to understand the essences of why we want to do things. Therefore, when we understand the essences of why we do things, then we can pace ourselves. You know, I always say to people, what's the hurry? Why do you feel you need to get married now? Yeah. And then you start to understand that it's the pressures that we're having, societal pressures of that you are not seen as woman enough or men enough if you are not in a union called a marriage all right uh, let's take your calls right now as uh, we have this conversation about african traditional weddings um just focusing on what needs um to be done because oftentimes we get into this and it, it of late it's it's actually quite tragic that we look forward to the wedding day um, yeah. but the process thereof uh, becomes so flawed yeah. I, I i mean I'm, i watch one of these uh, television channels where mm. they talk about a traditional wedding and you watch that there's no tradition about the wedding no, it's just, um, a, dressing it's just up. a dress up and yeah. it's colorful uh, and and people are just not connected to their roots uh, in case you have a question comment uh, do give us a call on 0891 and uh, we also invite you to send us a message sms4093 charged at 150 and you can also whatsapp message us on 0614-104-107 as we take your messages and your calls right now can you please ask Kokondlanzi? Um, the challenge is with this lobola. It ought to be paid up eventually. And as we have heard and seen um, grandchildren having to finish up payment of the lobola, which was left by their uh, deceased grannies, how does this work? So people always assume... And that's from Tulan. Yeah, people always believe that, you know, payment has to be money. There's different ways in which we go back and, and, you know, pay those ancestral debts. Mm. And I think what we have lost as Africans, which is important, is the importance of rituals. Because what rituals do is that they ground things that are ungrounded. So let's say somebody, uh, there's a paid up global, even a hundred rand is show mm. because in Gomo it's 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 a it's a symbolism of showing gratitude. So yeah. when you bring that symbolism of showing gratitude and when you speak to them to say, remember I'm not the one who created this debt. By by this act I'm asking therefore that this debt become, you know, uh, deleted and mm. it does happen that it becomes deleted and that's uh, it's not just by taking the money there's 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 an act of a ritual that gets performed that that hundred runs on the other side gets read as a t- 10,000 rent and you can take 10,000 rent and they don't seem to recognize it because you're just making a payment but mm. you are not in an a, a conscious act of understanding the implication of why you need to do that process first because you're starting a new life and you don't want to be carrying things that are not yours into this new life you don't want to be carrying dents 
So once the Lebola negotiations are over and uh, we're now looking forward to the actual wedding, um, yeah. what happens traditionally? Remember, the wedding is a celebration. So wedding, we are announcing that we are being together. Yeah. And people tend to spend a lot of money on their s- announcement of the party. Yeah, because there's that list of yes. the many people yes. that you need to dress yes. up. Yes, yes. No, but the, that... That's the, the the wedding in which we speak of now. It's calling everybody. I'm going to members. So uh, the dress up part that happens, the people that you're dressing up. There's also the matlabi, so where we are welcoming each other into each other's spaces. So to say we welcome the groom into this family because now we have a son. Mm. They don't say we have a son-in-law. Now we have a son added to the family. So we need to announce to the ancestors who the son is. And then similarly, it happens to the other partner to say now we have a, if it's a heterosexual arrangement, then we have a wife. And mm. this is what it means, you know, for us. So that it the ancestors of that space are able to recognize you and are able to protect you and are able to help you cement the relationship because that's what people don't recognize. Some marriages just fall apart because there was no cementation that occurred. Mm. So you are in each other's spaces, but the people that you walk with that you've carried all your life don't recognize. So they could see that as a threat or as a hindrance to them getting to connect with you and do what they need to do for you because who's this thing now we don't know who this thing is sure hold that thought yeah <laughs> we continue having the conversation and uh unfortunately many of us uh, really mess up uh, when it comes to african traditional weddings it's all about uh, the cuisine and and the dress up and the colorfulness uh, but not understanding that traditionally how does it tie us as a family? Um, There's a a commercial that's currently uh, doing rounds of uh, this guy who brought 50, is it 50 kettles? Uh, To him, a kettle is a (laughs) gelela. So he brought the 50 kettles and he talks about the fact that they do have a one-year warranty, um, (laughs) but the bride is going to be my wife for life. (laughs) On that note, let's uh, go to Utsile Saku with the news headlines. Call Chris Salda now, 0891-104-207. All right, uh, receiving some of your messages on Twitter and I uh, would like some clarity. Lefilwe uh, Fifi is um, saying, I'm looking forward to the conversation. How can I remove um, the dark cloud over me? I don't, we don't know whether it's a dark cloud because you're not getting married. Uh, no one is asking you or perhaps your marriage is in trouble. Um, do uh, give us more detail. Just uh, share more on what exactly it is that you mean. And uh, we're also taking your calls on 0891-104-207. With me in studio is Zukoko Dinewantlanzi. And this is the third eye where we get to connect spiritually and just look at some of the things we do and why later on in life um, it creates problems uh, for generations to come because we don't do things uh, properly in the beginning. That's, that's true. I think I want to touch on the dark cloud. You know, sometimes it's a perception of darkness because we don't seem to be living up to, to the world's expectation of who we should be becoming. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's a dark cloud because we are disconnected from the very source that's supposed to, you know, br- bring light to us. So it's very important for people. The minute to I have a dark cloud 
what do you mean by that? What is what is darkness to you? You know, is it because you're not getting the promotion you're needing uh, that a dark cloud or you've been in the same job for years that a dark cloud or is it because just everything is falling apart? Because once we understand the context of the darkness, then can we then give appropriate advice? And I, I, I like to call it guidance because mm. we can never know for sure. It's the same thing even when you have a doctor on air, they will always say go and get a proper medical diagnosis yeah. because then we are taking what you are telling us but you haven't been diagnosed because then you go try and test something else and then the cloud becomes more darker because the root cause of that darkness is not is not clear mm-hmm. there's a, a an sms uh, there's no such a thing as ancestral debt and mm. uh, the lady in studio is either confused or misinformed this is patrick uh, Mutsedi from dr it's fine you know people we all carry different belief systems i i I always say my teachings come from my own experiences and the, the the people that I work with. So just because it doesn't exist in your own life, you cannot... I said it earlier on, just because you don't believe in it doesn't mean it doesn't exist, you know? And the thing about African teachings is that we don't have thousands of books written, That's you know? It. And it's all, you know, we are all custodians of it as we work with it and as we interact and encounter the people we work with. I'll, I'll tell you this, people will say there's no ancestral debt um, mm-hmm. when I got married everything went fine but after the marriage things started to fall apart and we realized that he took on his father's surname but his father never finished the stuff with his mother so somebody else can say to you because your family you were born in wetlock and everything yeah. happened the, the appropriate way and you have not experienced it your experience is not other people's experiences so it's, it's very important that as as people we don't impose our own ways and this mm. as well me speaking it's not intending to impose anything on anyone Mm-mm. i'm just sharing my own understandings that's it and from what i've encountered and what i continuously work with because mm. i'm a i'm a healer so i inc- continuously encounter these experiences mm. where mm. people don't know what's going on because they've tried everything else and nothing else has worked and and i mean what you just shared speaks to the sms that we just received how i was raised by my granny and my mom is late and never married mm. i'm using my grand's surname i want to marry someone um what can i do about the surname you see that's exactly what i said it is you not know? from my it's, dad yes and what happens when you when you were raised by your maternal family so automatically you you belong to your maternal family but it doesn't mean your paternal side does have no does say not exist. it does not exist some people who told about you there's umbango so there's an ancestral mm. infight that's a debt as well because then your father's side are calling upon you, but proper things were not followed. So when you pay what people call damages, which I don't like, because it then it has a it negative connotation. Yes, mm. but if I say when you go and do, it's called acknowledgement of paternity. When a child is born out of wedlock, when we go and say you have made one of our own pregnant, or when they come and say we acknowledge, it's acknowledging paternity. Because mm. the assumption is that in wedlock, when a child is born, belongs to the two, but out of wedlock, we f- we want to know who their father is that's it so if that process was not done of acknowledging paternity therefore automatically the child belongs to the mother's side but i would always say to them you know always ask in the family what else needs to be done because i can advise you to say you need to change your surname Mm -hmm. and i don't like people going to change things because when we change things as well we change things in the now so we'll go to home affairs and change our surname and it can have a worse off implication than just retaining that surname you know so if there's a problem ancestrally so the best way you know whether there's a problem or not is by going to see somebody Mm -hmm. and say i want to get married i just want to make sure and for some people it's fine but for some people it's not fine and they need to recorrect 
correct that and they need to perform proper rituals. I spoke about rituals mm. before the actual s- changing of the surname because what happens on and that's one of thing, the things that cause an ancestral debt mm. because then the children in the, that are born in that marriage will carry the fact that their father married without letting the other side know that the name, the changing of the surname is going to occur. Sure. Afternoon, Chris Alder. Thank you for a highly informative conversation. But how do I reconcile the church, the ancestral part? Um, because in most cases, as Africans, we marry in both traditional and Western way. Yeah. That's from Sabelo. I mean that's that's that. I think for me is to it's it's you know if if you you you're a church person, it's also important to understand that you're an African and you're born in this continent and you need to be rooted in 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 the ways and beings of this continent because otherwise you're not gonna flourish in whatever else in life that you are trying to move towards. So you know even in church there are rituals, vows are rituals because you know the blessings of the rings are rituals all those things are rituals but when it comes to us talking about african rituals we mm. want to criticize them and we want to call them names and sometimes it's because we don't understand but sometimes it's how people interpret what they mean and shows like this are trying to help people understand what is it that they mean so it's this people do both people yeah. by hamba by shabisa they go to church and do the things but i would always recommend for people by shabisa and do all those things because by the time we're going to church we are announcing to the community our union so those things those sacred elements need to happen before because they are building a foundation for a solid marriage we have a, a whatsapp voice note i need um, uh, for us to explain this uh, let's hear the voice note good afternoon uh, chrisalda my name is rato mabula from lepalale i just wanted to find out from your guest there i had uh, she mentioned something very important about lobola not just being uh, money uh, that is used for an exchange of something you know as, as we usually use money to exchange goods etc but here as something that gets uh, both families um, you know spiritually together and sort of bound if one would say i remember very recently there was an incident where uh, a murder uh, occurred as a result of uh, a paternal family of a couple that had gone to uh, ask back for their lobola money uh, that is after uh, the couple had broken up and uh, uh, the maternal uh, family uh, did not give them uh, back the money and as a result there was a huge huge fight there that saw uh, people lose their lives so how do we deal with such a situation where a couple breaks up and one feels that they want their lobola back <laughs> it's when we start thinking that Lobola is buying the other person, you know, and that's for me. Oh, it was payment. No, but the minute we start thinking it's about gifting each other, same thing with a re- any relationship. Once you've gifted your friend and your friendship breaks, you don't go back and say, I want that thing I bought for you and that thing and that thing. You understand that the gifting happened to serve each other while in relationship in that particular time. And then mm-hmm. when the relationship dynamics change, whatever that you invested, you've invested, you know, because it's not just about I'm married, so you mind. There's a, there's a lot that you have gained and from being in relationship with that particular person. So income has really move. No. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> you, 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 you can't take the conversation. Things. At SAFM Radio and at Positive GP on Twitter.
All right, uh, we're taking your calls right now, 0891-104-207. And uh, also welcome your WhatsApp voice notes, 0614-104-107. It is uh, about, what, 18 minutes uh, to 3. And we're having this conversation with Ukoko Jinewa Ntlanzi as we connect to our African ways of doing things, why we do the things we do the way we do them. And we call this the third eye. And uh, let's go to Haman Skral and speak to Tabo. Good afternoon and welcome. Hello, ma'am. How are you? Good, thanks. And you, Tabo? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, I just want to say to your guest there that uh, uh, what she's doing is very right. And then I think we should have more of this talk so that we young people will understand where we're going, where we're from. I understand it fully. So if somebody's not in that space, let them be just not criticize one another thank you that is my my view Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Tabo. And uh, unfortunately, that's the reality of the world we live in. You criticize what you don't understand because sometimes you don't know any better. But for me, you know, like it's it's okay. The world is full of diverse people and diversity makes the world a beautiful thing. But once you become critical, it means you are unsure of yourself. And in order to validate yourself, you need to pull others down. That's my take on, on, on criticism is to say it's okay to say I don't agree. But when you start saying to somebody you don't know what you're talking about, just because it's not been your own experiences, you can't take away from other people's experiences what has been theirs. Ntabeleng Daung um, is speaking to an issue that is affecting many young people who want to get married, uh, saying I'm listening and um, uh, with an ancestral belief, I guess it's a calling, and my husband um, to be doesn't believe in ancestors because uh, of the religion they follow. How do I balance the two? You know, I have an issue with people separating ancestral belief to God believe because every religion is made of ancestors. When we read religious texts, everyone who's there is no more. That's what an ancestor does. And every religion has its rituals, right? So maybe it's to say that, you know, we are raising different ancestral beliefs and different rituals. So it's important for young people, once they still very lovey-dovey, and they're finding each other to start having conversations about each other's faith belief systems as well. So they can start already to find a common ground around it. Because for me, marriage is about also compromise and it's about finding a common ground. Because if you are, you want me to go and do vows and be married mm. in a church and, and, and wear this. And then when we have to do my own rituals to cement, because those things are what cements the marriage in your belief systems. Yeah. There are also things that cement my marriage in my own belief systems. Because so you can't go wanting your heart to love based on the conditions. We all have different belief systems, but there has to be a way. And once we understand the significance of why we need to do what we're doing, mm-hmm. what are we exactly cementing, then we can find some, some common ground. Because right. like I said, in church, when you do vows and when you bless the rings, that's cementing, that's a ritual. You know, that's a ritual that gets performed to cement that marriage. And traditionally, what what cements? What is the role played by Inyong? So Inyong, it's that's our ring. You know. Right. Let's go to Sandy Legwazulu Natal. Good afternoon and welcome. Uh, good, good afternoon, Chris. Uh, can I ask a question to to your guest? Go ahead. Uh, okay, thanks. Uh, my aunt, uh, daughter. Uh, she was raised by our granny, mm-hmm. and uh, the granny has passed on, and also the mother has passed on. Uh, she's staying in her place, 
and now she wants to do a ritual, and she she called himself uh, herself herself the uh, with the name of uh, with the name of uh, her father, and now she wants to do a ritual to bring in the ancestors to her own house. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to check whether that is correct because she she told us that she wants to bring together the Jamini surname and uh, also uh, the surname of the mother. Oh, so she wants to bring them into alignment? Yes. Okay, so um, I think you can listen on air. All right, thank yeah. you. Thank yeah. you very much, Sandy. Okay, Let you listen. Much, so for mm-hmm. me, when you are aligning, um, it wouldn't necessarily happen at your own house. But if you are bringing your ancestors to your house, because Veleng is Sigo, what happens if you move out of home, um, you know, for whatever reason that you're moving out of your parents' home, there has to be a process that gets followed. Mm-hmm. So when you go to your own home, you know, they know also where you are. But what what what, she's, what he's explaining about Umshanawake uh, is what we spoke about earlier on when surnames have to change and mm-hmm. there have to be rituals that gets performed. So if there's a ritual like that, it means so you're going to start at your grandmother's mm-hmm. site where they have to say Kulula. But before Bam Kulula, your father's family has to come and acknowledge that you are one of their own, right? Wow. Because it could be your own own aspiration to take on your father's surname. And if Only they haven't find that the yes, father had not acknowledged, acknowledged you, you the paternity of your that father you spoke has not earlier. acknowledged you and then you have to go do who's going to welcome you from your yeah. father's side. Because from your mother's side they have to say, Okay, they have come and they've acknowledged and we are also aware and then we're saying as you know that, you know, the the child takes the father's, you know, um um, uh, identity so we're going to allow for this child to go then when you go you have people waiting for you so you can't do it at your own house you yeah. know unless if circumstances don't allow and those has to be extreme circumstances but you must then be um, using yes. in people yes uh, okay, when you have to yes. do it and some people have to slaughter anywhere else yes. right, let's take a tabby zone kruger stop good afternoon and welcome good afternoon sis, and to your guest also afternoon yes uh question please um Prior to getting married, you discover as a male that you are born of, I mean, you are born illegitimately, let yeah. me put it that way. Yeah. And that the very, your illegitimate, your father, whom had you illegitimately, is actually comes from a royal family. And, uh, and, uh, that royal family itself, yeah. there were like issues pertaining to your grandfather leaving the family and going elsewhere. So how do you reconcile that? Yeah, thank you so much. All right, you, thank you for the call, Tabitha. You see, I love this calls because whoever said there's no ancestral debt, that is what we're talking about. <laughs> there's actually an SMS and a tweet as well, so you can respond yeah. uh, to both. Uh, this tweet is saying ancestral debt um, does exist. I speak from experience. I also had to do uh, the right thing with my maternal as uh, I was born out of wedlock. And uh, this normally tears families apart yes. as they use children uh, when they're fighting, uh, which is uh, to the disadvantage of the child. Yeah, and I mean, That's these issues Chilalanzi. are really, you know, thank you for the call up, but these issues are complex. So you, it's like when somebody says I've been diagnosed with multiple um 
different types of cancers. You can't say, oh, yeah, then you go and take this treatment and you do this treatment and then it resolves it, you know. So it needs a thorough check because it looks like it is an ancestral thing where, mm-hmm. they, you know, the grandfather had to leave because of some infights and then, then this one got married out of wedlock and the same name, lots of things, you know. So mm-hmm. if something mm-hmm. is compl- as high complex as that, then you need to find a spiritual healer who can intervene and see at ancestral level where can we resolve this at the root so when we're actually trying to align things we're not fixing the symptoms but we yeah. fix what is broken at root level so that's quite important so i would advise good you need to go see somebody so you could see what is actually broken at the yeah. root cause so that when when you when you, you fix, fix you, you know what to then ask you don't for. have to do ritual after ritual because yeah. people say but we've done it but you actually were fixing a symptom Yo. you know because then another symptom image then another symptom image yeah. zisa uh, saying great show thank you very much uh, thanks for tuning in and everyone else who says great show like mr man and everyone else uh, we can't find an answer to umsholoku if you can kindly tell us more, Goko Dine Wendlands, you are available on social media. Uh, perhaps you can respond. Uh, what are yeah. your Twitter handles and, and Facebook? So everything uh, on my social media is Goko uh, And I've got a face, um, website, gokodinewendlands.com. Tagozako. Tagoza, thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you so much for coming through. And that was Koko uh, Dineo Ndlanzi, qualified uh, healer and life coach and a registered traditional practitioner and founder of Koko Dineo Ndlanzi Institute of uh, Spiritual Healing. We're looking forward to this becoming one of the known universities in our southern African uh, continent. Sending it out to yeah, the universe. That's it. It, so. it should you. be sold. Thank you so much. <laughs> <to the universe. laughs> thank that's you for the blessings. Yeah. Uh, this conversation.